and welcome to the Dark Souls podcast. My name is Matt Lees. I'm joined by Quentin Smith. Hello, Matt Lees. And Philippa War. Pip. Hello. Hi. Great to have you back, Pip. Yay. I'm going to point out now before we go any further, um, I'm feeling tremendously under the weather. I've had a whiskey and it's been a very long day, which either means I'm going to be a bit weird and funny or I might just be horrible and rage filled. If you're listening to this and going, Matt's a bit off this week, that's why. It's fine. Don't send me hate mail. Is there a barometer? Like, is there something we can mention to determine how angry and or sort of mad Matt is? Well, I don't know. But when you said, when you were saying barometer, I thought you were going to say Barocca. And then I thought maybe medicinally we could put a Barocca in his whiskey. Uh, Don't even start with me about barometers and Barocca. Isn't that like a mental? (laughs) I'll kill you. I'll kill you all. (laughs) Like if you, we've, okay, so we've solved. Shall we just put Matt in the cupboard and just do this? (laughs) Can we do that? He's really angry. (laughs) Oh man! Imagine having the future in the Imagine having the future. Imagine <laughs> yeah. having a future. Okay, that's, just wait, you do not. Just wait. I've literally. Just sort of set the level <laughs> of where my brain is at now. Let's just uh, let's just move on. It's okay, guys. I wrote down on a piece of paper five things that are awesome. Oh, did you? What what are they? Uh, should we start with the most awesome one, go and on, then go on. sort of, or do we want to go least awesome to no, most? No, no, awesome? no. That's not how the news pyramid works. Oh, okay. I, I'm a journalist. I know how this works. Uh, today's top story: Firewatch. Ooh. It seems good. I have it downloaded and I haven't played it yet because I was busy playing other things. Yeah, we should we should caveat really immediately. Just really so immediately. Really immediately. Really immediately. Do you want to go back in the cupboard under the stairs? No, I'm fine. <laughs> Where's the um, future, Matt? The future is now. The future is a tint of orange. <laughs> What's the caveat? <laughs> the caveat is that obviously both me and Quinns, to varying degrees, are friends with the people making this game. Well, I'm friends with them. Yeah, well, no, I am as well. I'm friends with Nels. Wow. Well, uh, yeah, oh, is it Nels that. as well? Oh, yeah, no, I should have made that connection. It's Nels and Ollie yeah, Moss. Fine. So the art's done by Ollie's Moss. And, uh, Ollie's Moss. Ollie's Moss. I'm so sorry, Ollie. <laughs> and uh, Nels, yeah, who obviously was in our uh, Subterfuge Diaries. With Pip. He was. So uh, obviously that's different. Pip wasn't, yeah. Pip can say what she likes, but she hasn't played it. Anyway, no. we can say what we like as well, but you should I just haven't. know for the, for the record that we do know these people like them. Okay, Pip, as someone who has not played, I think, the... Op- <laughs> Matt's played the first half an hour of Firewatch, I've played the first five minutes. So- I've watched a video. Great. What would you like to know about the first five minutes of Firewatch? And we'll you know, stress this is a story-driven game, so we'll be avoiding spoilers in general, but we yeah. should say it seems completely excellent. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, if you don't know what Firewatch is, uh, Gone Home But Outdoors is the vibe that I'm getting from it. It's a nice walkie simulator, but instead of being in a house full of teens who are having problems uh, you are you're a fully grown man in the outdoors who's got a job and it's nice because you just get a job and you've just started a job as somebody who is on the lookout for fire yeah based in a kind of watchtower thing with radio communication yeah and looking out for young hoodlums who might be carrying open flames yeah Yeah. (laughs) so what would you like to know about the first five minutes this is a golden opportunity, Pip. It's not... Well, I mean, you have it down We're not going to tell you much but... about it either, so... But, you know... <laughs> Nonetheless, it's a golden opportunity. What could possibly go wrong? Okay, so um, something that I'd like to know is what's the tone? Like, how does it start tonally, I guess? The tone is a bit unexpected. Okay. And that's, I think that's just, I want to not go any further than that. We actually just roll back on something which I Quinn said and thought it was fine, but I was like, it's a bit of a spoiler. So I think the tone <laughs> is unexpected. And I think that's... I wouldn't say any more than that, but because um, it's something they kind of kept a bit secret. And... Mm. I was very surprised by it. We'll talk about... I, I'd like to talk about this again in the future, though. I just Shall think I? maybe when it's not out yet, we should probably keep it a bit vague because I was really surprised by that and it had a, an impact on me. The other way around, then. Shall I tell you what I think it is having sort of 
Yeah, being that's a good idea. A bit sort of not looking at it too closely because I tend not to do that with games that I'm I'm really excited about or really want to play. Yeah, absolutely. So essentially, it looks. So hang on, are we having a discussion as to what Firewatch is not? Well, she's going to tell us, and this is actually so, a really cool idea. Yeah. She's going to tell us what she thinks it is, and yep. we're going to tell her whether or not she's right, which is a really good gauge of whether or not marketing isn't that works. the that's like the obverse of a spoiler though, because if we tell her she's wrong, then that's equally a spoiler. Mm. Tell you what, shall I tell you what I think? Because I I feel like if you guys say much, you're struggling to avoid spoilers and things. This is hilarious. But if I tell you what I think as somebody who hasn't played it, hasn't read anything since other people have played it, then you'll know the level that I'm at with it. Got it. So there's that's a kind of baseline or gauge. So first thing, it looks absolutely beautiful. Like it's it's on it boss, obviously. Kind of. <laughs> it is. Um, like the color palette is these sort of wonderful, sort of warm, glowing, sort of orangey reds, and then these like lovely kind of cyans. Well, and, sometimes and kind of crisp blues. <laughs> One thing I can tell you about it, which isn't mm. really a spoiler, is that as you go through it, it is a narrative-driven game, and so even mm-hmm. though you have like this kind of wide open space and you have a map and there's a degree of like having this nice physical map in front of you and a compass and the fact you can see where you are on the map but Mm. there are no breadcrumbs there's no like go over here so sometimes it's like I need to go north means you actually need to look at the little compass in your hand Mm. and go which way's north is that way Um, but you do also have these things where the day the game is split up into days so you go and do something and then it'll be like you go back and it'll be day one day two and it means that you do get these nice kind of scripted uh, shifts in, in light and weather of it being like you wake up in the morning and it's bright and clear and then as it gets to the afternoon it's and obviously it's a video game so it's accelerated but it does mean you go through these lovely palette shifts uh, while you explore these little areas. Yeah, you know, that's not something that games have done a great deal of work on, is it? There's a topic for today. Yeah. Like generally, sort of use of light tends to chase realism, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's tech that people find exciting although now we've got to the point where people are having to be more artistically uh, inventive, especially within the indie scene, we're seeing, you know, we're seeing grading, we're seeing sort of use of colour. And there's a lot of control here in a good way. It's like that thing of, you know, it isn't, it's weird when you get a map and a compass, you might expect something a bit like The Long Dark, where you can just wander off and go anywhere and do what you want. See, that's what I was going to ask you about, was that because The Long Dark kind of felt like a reference point for me, Mm -hmm. because I was looking at this thing, I was looking at all of these landscapes, looking at these watchtowers, so maybe you'd have vistas every now and again, and I wondered whether it was the sort of game where I would just end up taking screenshots. I would basically be on a photo tourist Well, interestingly, I don't know why exactly he said this, but one of the things that I saw Ollie on Twitter say about the game, he says, you know, if you're playing it, one thing one thing she suggested was take loads of photos. And one of the things you get within the first hour of the game is a little disposable camera. Hmm. And it's this lovely thing if it brings up the little viewfinder and it's a square viewfinder. So it's a bit like kind of square and fuzzy, a bit Instagrammy, but... I don't know. Like the weird thing is, as well, you get a limited number of photos in it, from what I can tell. Like, oh, nice! Because there's a limited oh. amount of film in yeah. the camera. Because I think the idea is that the camera is somebody else's, and it probably already has photos in it. So you've only got like about 18, 19 shots. But it means that like you consider it, and it means obviously you can still screen grab stuff and yeah. take. You know, F twelve is still your friend, but F twelve while having the viewfinder up. <laughs> oh God! No, see, I'm already a, cheating. If a, oh. Yeah, if a game gives me a camera, this is like when we were talking about The Witness a while back. Oh, I was talking about uh, The Witness with my friend and mm-hmm. he was using his phone to take screenshots of The Witness rather than using a piece of paper and a pencil like I was using mm. which felt like cheating to me 
And yeah. similarly, no, we did talk about it on the podcast. Oh, good. Yeah, as okay. well. yeah so yeah. if uh, if although I was screenshotting the shit out of the rest of it because it's so beautiful. I witness. Yeah. It is another example, isn't it? Well, yeah, of a game using uh, really strong colours as well. Yeah. But just I to... think a far watch is a bit prettier, but well, I think they're both gorgeous in different ways. I mean, yes, I enjoy. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I mean, that, that is, no, you don't have to agree with that. That's purely subjective. That is literally like, that is that is as subjective as it gets. I, which is pretty, a blue or red. I find The Witness's <laughs> use of colour really interesting, actually, because it tends to surprise me. Because so much of it is so utilitarian in terms of like, you're looking at a panel, this is the red area or, or mm. whatever. But then you'll be crossing between areas and you will find yourself stopping and going, hang on, this is beautiful. And it feels like an unintentional beauty, or at least a beauty that you've noticed. Mm-hmm. Almost like... um. I suppose almost like the way they designed the puzzles in The Witness, where you play a puzzle in The Witness and you notice that, ah, oh, this is hard to solve it. But then similarly, you're walking between puzzles and you notice, hey, this view is completely beautiful. It's almost like it's rewarding uh, perception in the same mm-hmm. way. Whereas- I think with The Witness, the the unexpected beauty of the colour was because it's so hypersaturated and really in your face. Mm. And yet it sort of has those moments of, oh, wow, that's so beautiful. Or like there's a complete sort of mood shift from one sort of maybe in-game five metre by five metre kind of bit and then another zone that you just sort of walk into and yeah. it, it feels completely different. So it plays and, with subtlety every now and then. Yeah, whereas I thought that uh, from what I've seen and from like the marketing materials, Firewatch seems sort of more in terms of subtlety and more in terms of, you know, using colour in a different way. I think it's like, it's just very pretty a lot of the time and a lot of the time uh, because they've had a bit of control. It's not like linear um, Mm. by any means, but often it'll be this thing of you have a bit of... uh, kind of wiggle room to explore and go different ways and you know what I don't know maybe you can completely ignore the route you're supposed to go down and just go a really different one I don't mm. know but it always feels like you're given enough like room to explore and find your own route but you still have a direction you've still got a job to do it's not like you, okay. it's not like Skyrim where it's like ah oh, you are king of the fucking mountains go and find a bear to kill you the fucking and, mountains of course most beautiful of all the mountains it's the best place in Skyrim if you're not unlocked yet you've got to go there absolutely I mean it's not for kids but it's great but no, it's dicks everywhere. It's unbelievable. Like, yeah. I mean, I've got nothing, no problem with that, but it's just not for kids. Anyway, um, the mounting mountains. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's an actual somebody who still works in writing. Yes. Uh, um, but yeah, you, you know, you do have a job to do. Like, the idea is you've got to go here to do this, and you've got to go here to do this, and somebody's on the radio saying, "Oh, you know, we've got this situation. Can you go there?" So, in a way, the fact that you are walking down paths, a mm. because that's the way that actually. It works in the in like parks in America. They do have paths, and you, it's a good idea to, Which is to use them. Yeah, um, it doesn't feel like linear at all. But it's nice because they're able to control the light at certain situations. So I've already had quite a few bits where I'm like, "Wow, this is awesome!" And I'm like taking the camera and taking a photo in the game. But I wonder if there's going to be more to it, just because you know, having one of the people making the game saying, "Use the camera," mm. I'm like, it might actually be interesting because one of the things is it's not. You'd think that it would be one of these like. Games where you wander around, have the spectacle and have the changing times, but it's not really like that. And actually the things it does that surprise you are often um, things that you wouldn't expect in this kind of genre of game. It's things it remembers things, like sometimes you'll have conversations, you'll make choices and it does that thing of, you know, the game remembers that you said that. But mm. it, it, um, it kind doesn't of, do anything as overt as so-and-so will remember this. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but there's an early bit, and it's this is a very mild spoiler, but there's an early bit where you kind of like slip and fall somewhere uh, mm. after your boss has told you to do something and then afterwards you give the name of like she's like oh you know yeah I just fell down and you get to choose like the name of what you're going to call it like and it's basically 
then you look on the map and it's it's written on the map like it's oh, like so okay. one of them is like I think on my map now it says like my dumbass boss almost killed me <laughs> as like cl- <laughs> the name of that cliff and it's like permanently embedded and it, it just seems to like have that kind of element of like um, feeling like the choices you're making uh, matter but it also does some really clever things you know we talked about in the past I'm sure on the podcast about how um, you can have these games where putting you into the same position as a, as a character is always a really smart thing like so when you have um the, the walking dead is a classic thing it's not your daughter it's a girl you've just met you think of her as a daughter. oh right or the classic amnesiac thing in a jrpg where your character is always an amnesiac because the player knows nothing about the world as well yeah and that's always like a bit of a shit way of doing it but it works um whereas in this it does this nice thing of it's a new job you don't know the job and it has this lovely ah, right, thing yeah. of the fact that your radio basically is a thing that you can pull out of your pocket at any point and you just point the kind of crosshair at what you're looking at. And if it's a thing you can call in, it means you call it in and you're like, oh, this tree's fallen over or oh, this, this somebody looks like they've done this or whatever, or like somebody's left some trash and it starts a conversation. But it often means sometimes like the guy is kind of clueless and you're kind of calling stuff and you're going, oh, I've just seen this. And the person who you're talking to is like, yeah, <laughs> like you're... You're in the woods. <laughs> I've seen a squirrel. But it allows you to kind of behave, especially in the early stages, like this idiot player of going, um, having the character literally going, how, what is this? how does this work? What does yeah. this do? And, like, <laughs> and the other person like treating them like they're an idiot. But yeah. it, it's a nice, like, a nice kind that of cross. That's really and, quite uh, sweet. It's got, can like, you yeah. phone in squirrels? Or like, I, I, I guess it's know. American, so squirrels. Squirrels, squirrels. where it's one sort of syllable. And yeah. murs. Yeah, squirrel and the murr. <laughs> But the other thing is that it has this nice thing of like when you want to know about stuff, you have these conversations. The scripting is so, so good. So yeah. funny. Uh, but it does let you go off piste. And there are bits where you just sort of go, well, I know I'm supposed to be going over there, but I'm going to just wander over. And, and like you just sort of go, well, what's this? What's going on? And there is there's a lot of layers with the story going on already. And I barely touched it. Um, but it's it's really interesting. It's it reminds really me of, um, uh, well, it, it just sparking off uh, the over the last week, I've been playing much more of The Witness since since we first talked about it. And the thing I think that I'm enjoying so much about it, or one of the things, is the amount of sort of puzzles that you encounter that you then have to walk away from. The amount mm. of uh, sort of the open world nature of the game and the way it forks so much purely based on you saying, I am not doing this right now. Yeah. yeah. And it's... Or I've reached my limit with this run of things. Yeah, you either you will solve a puzzle to A to B to C to mm. D and you reach E and you just go, no, I, I don't know if I'm too stupid. I don't know if I've not got the facilities to do it. But yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it, I'm getting so much joy out of that game uh, putting things in front of me that I cannot solve yet and yeah. letting me decide when I'm done with them. Oh, I'll tell you something though. Uh, I was really, really enjoying it. And then I was playing it with a friend of mine on Skype. You know, we were just basically, it was a Skype call of us going, ooh, or, oh, <laughs> you know, oh, that's neat. You know, so you, but were, like, so, you were solving it at a different to, time, yeah, different yeah. points in the game? It was just one of those things where we'd been playing something else beforehand and then I just like kept the call alive with everybody playing different things. Sure, yeah. And so we were doing that. And then he'd said something like, what if there's ghosts? Or like, what if there's something evil? Like, um, I, it messed with me so badly. Really? Like, I am so bad with horror games and I got it into my head. Maybe The Witness is a horror game and like every puzzle makes you face forwards because obviously you're looking at a map screen. Oh, so or the like idea, a, you turn, a, you turn you know, away the, from the, the puzzle thing. and then there's a and man. And so I'm just every... I, like, I, I can look at it for a certain amount of time, but then I have to turn around. I have to convince myself that there's not someone stood behind me. This got triggered by a tweet someone made of um, being annoyed that the, the character you're playing can't wade through like knee-deep water. 
um, <laughs> despite you know like having insufferable puzzles between them it's like they're not going to get wet they're not just going to s- swim over to the solution um, but I keep playing The Witness and thinking about being on that island which is mm. something I never do playing video games I really want to go and play more of it um, I just I dipped into uh, Firewatch just because I was really intrigued and uh, I just sort of took up a bit of my evening yesterday and I, I want to go back to The Witness as well because I think it's interesting and uh, I hope that they can both kind of uh, find room to breathe because they look the same but they're actually very very like it couldn't I mean, be more different right? yeah except for the fact that they're both sort of pretty wibbly pretty thoughtfully paced first person but the difference is and it's interesting the thing in the witnesses you, you you're kind of allowed to explore and you're allowed to discover things that you can't do yet whereas uh, mm. i describe from my early experiences and i might be wrong but i describe from like maybe 40 minutes of playing uh far watch it being like a kind of smart linear game of being a linear game but but lets you have enough space that you don't feel it is, but you're also kind of kind of aware that it is like allowing you to discover things at a certain sort of rhythm. It's more of a curated experience. Maybe. Yeah, but it does some nice things that you realise like there's a, there's a lovely bit where I'm just walking low through loads of bushes mm. and I can hardly see anything. <laughs> and it's like you kind of realise that a game with enemies, you can't do that mm. because obscuring vision like this and just having it so all I can see is just bushes around me. Like, mm. it's just this nice thing of, like, knowing you can just wander through and just enjoy the moment mm. rather than worrying about, the uh, like, getting attacked. And actually the things... In the long dark with the wolves. Yeah. Oh, man, the wolves, they tone down with every patch. The jerk wolves. <laughs> but the things you're given to contend with, the things you're given to worry about, they do worry you. Mm. And I think it's going to be one of those games like Gone Home, actually, that is going to resonate with adults in lots of interesting ways. Uh, maybe not so much with younger people. Maybe younger people will go, there's not enough to this. When actually as an adult, you're like, some of the basic like mm. problems you have to deal with as a basically a park ranger in the first half an hour are things that just as an adult, you go, oh, like they just they just bring, bubble up loads of different combinations of things and you just think, oh, I don't want to deal with this. Like, just because they make you feel inherently awkward as an adult. Yeah. Uh, whereas maybe, you know, if, if you haven't got comparative um, experiences... Or you know you haven't been on one side of that or another, especially when you're dealing with teenagers in the park. It's like if you've if yeah. you've ever had to deal with obnoxious teenagers, then it brings back kind of like I'm not going to enjoy this. But if you've yeah. ever been an obnoxious teenager and grown up for long enough to realise that you were obnoxious, then again you just sort of go. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, maybe I don't want to play this game. No, no, no. It's 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 still lovely and light and interesting and well, yeah. I feel really like. It's a really good fortnight for games. Oh, it's been of, completely insane. But not like, it's one of those couple of weeks where all I want to do is clear my slate of actual things I have to do because yeah. I've got The Witness, I've got Firewatch, and I've got American Truck Simulator. And I oh just my God. want to bounce between the three of them. So I, I've noticed <laughs> there's been a lot of uh, truck simulator coverage. <laughs> To which, on, on Rob of a Shotgun, to yeah. which I have to ask, what the truck? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> if you hadn't said anything, it would have been awesome, and the people listening to the podcast would have chuckled. We could have left space for either thing. the tumbleweeds or the applause. Yeah, and you just could have picked it up. Could have picked um, it up. Yeah, no, I think we're all just unashamedly in love with it, you know? It's one of those things So, so what where, is American Truck Simulator? So, American Truck Simulator is where you drive... <laughs> Quinn's is putting his head in his hands. ...a truck 
no, from I love place this. I to place in America. Okay. And you you sort of have jobs, you earn money, you, you drive loads business, from right? place to place. Yeah. You what? Like, yeah, so, no, yeah, yeah. You run your own trucking company? Well, so basically how, at the beginning, you don't have the money for it. So you like get, you take on the jobs. You're basically a qualified truck driver. Oh, wow. But you take on the jobs and the jobs come with the truck and you just drive it to the place and deposit the trailer and all of that kind of stuff. But then as you earn more money, you can buy your own trucks and then you run your own depot <laughs> yeah. and all of that Matt, stuff. I haven't had the time I mean, and I really Matt, desperately Matt, want to. Can I do a Let's Play series on Cool Ghosts of American Truck Simulator? Only if I'm sitting in the cabin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Literally. Well, then it's just... Well, a, can it's, I come? Hang on, hang on. No, I want it to be lonely. If With what you're describing, Matt, it's just the Patreon hangouts See, we just, do every month. Maybe we should just yeah. start doing them in the truck. It's oh, just like, I just idea. love the idea. Well, I, I've played it for maybe a couple of hours at the week, uh, a couple of weekends ago when I actually had some time. And it was, you can integrate all of these radio stations. So I was listening to really trashy 80s ballads while driving down all of these American roads. They've kind of truncated them, but like there's still like the spirit of it. So how long does it take to do an average journey? Well, at the moment, I'm still at those ones where it takes maybe like 10, 15 minutes and then that long to park the thing because you know you're desperately trying to work out the physics of maneuvering this thing like yes. the trailer bit that's attached to you without it just going off in a right angle into a building man in my day when I used <laughs> oh, to work in your in, when I used to work for RPS I did an article on a German bus simulator but it didn't have a sim attached to it it was just you drove a bus yeah but they weren't they weren't as a maybe as if they'd made you drive I, a bendy I know, bus I'm learning and it wasn't <laughs> I think you could drive a few truck sims kinds of I really I really be mean to go back to I was, I got Euro Truck Simulator 2 yeah. on my computer um, which is better because it's Euro why does everyone know about these except <laughs> well, me me well, because you haven't been paying enough attention Smith blame <laughs> um, the witness he was on the podcast a while ago did a thing about um, other places Andy Kelly, but yeah. Andy Kelly is a big yeah, fan yeah. of, of uh, Euro Truck Simulator and he's written about it both uh, using VR and without and his writing about it is yeah it's enticing especially this idea of like you know you you, you own your own mm. company it's one of your first few jobs with your own company and then you get lost on the way to like yeah. a depot in Germany and it's raining and it's muddy <laughs> and you're driving down this road you don't even know where you are anymore but you're hoping it's a shortcut yeah. and then it is the elation of being like not only you you're not lost anymore but your company isn't screwed because you haven't messed up a job like but the, yeah. the interesting thing is it really does like become this weird thing of blurring the lines between doing these tedious jobs and I think at the moment especially with American Truck Simulator it to me uh, we're already into that holodeck zone in a weird weird way yeah. of like I read an article a few years ago about how uh, the American trucking industry is like the last blue collar job in America which still pays a lot of money mm. and so this weird thing of like now with Google and stuff automating vehicles they suspect within 5-10 years like there's no reason why the trucking companies wouldn't just have robots driving these long haul things mm. but the impact that will have on the American like um, economy is huge because these truckers spend money at stop buys, spend money at you know strip bars, clubs all along their route because it's long, long route. I like the strip bars was number two on that list. <laughs> they do like that sort of thing. It's a it's an industry. It's sure, a culture. Sure, no, it's, that's wrong. That's wrong. They have bars. They have all sorts of things. Stop buys. You know. Diners, I say I'm really ill. I'm quite drunk. <laughs> no, I didn't mean to pin you to the wall. I you, just thought that was funny. You should have done. You should have done. Really, it was wrong. But anyway, um, it's the fact that like then you take this like five, you know, four figure, high four figure, five figure, no five figure. Jesus, salary. I'm losing you. I'm stay with you. Four figure, uh, three figure salary. <laughs> you take this big salary out of the equation for truck drivers, and suddenly like the whole of like a lot of middle America 
stuff falls apart because they're not the people who are keeping these industries alive are disappearing. So I get it. The yeah. fact that now we've got this is something that people are worried is going to happen in the very short term future. Combined with now, like. Hey, you can mm. pretend you're an American truck driver. It's like we're living in a weird future. Man, you know what the best thing about uh, the the bus sim, the German bus sim I played for RPS was was that you you leave the bus depot and you mm. sort of you, it, it drives like a car, right? And then mm-hmm. you drive to your first bus stop and you pull up and there's a terrible 3D model of this mutant man who wants to get <laughs> on. And then you go to uh, you swap to the in cab view to press the button that um, that opens the door to let him on. You know how many buttons there are on the bus? <laughs> so it's the thing that you pull up and he's watching you clearly in the cab and then you just press every single button one after Your another windscreen wipers yeah windscreen wipers goes off like washes the like the disabled ramp comes down the, the like it, you beat the horn scaring the crap out of everyone I've only ever played one uh, bus simulator and it was at a sleepover at my house with Sean Bell of Midnight Resistance oh, yeah? uh, many many years ago he brought around his uh, Dreamcast which was chipped and he had a bunch of Japanese games I'm so sorry Sean if you're being swatted right now because of this I'm so sorry but uh, <laughs> he is a criminal um, is it swatting if he, if the real police arrest him for being a criminal? Not really, no. It's that just, it's just uh, that's justice. It's justice, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. No, it was many years ago. He's probably deleted all the discs now and no one cares about Dreamcast. But anyway, it was a Japanese bus simulator. And I just remember being like, I couldn't believe it. That like It was so hard. Oh, was it, was it a train strong. simulator? Maybe? No, it was a bus because okay. you, you went slightly too fast or you didn't park it completely <laughs> so right. you just barrel passed. No, it, no it, would, like, it was so specific that it was like, nah, you didn't get that right, so you've lost. Man, it was just brutal. There was, like, was a what? PS2 train game I always wanted, which uh, PS3 must have been because I had Blu-ray. But it was just, it was a train simulator, but obviously the trains are on rails in Japan, but it was just Blu-ray footage from an actual train. Wow. Oh, wow. I, you see, that was my response. Pip, what's the best thing that's happened to you in American Truck Simulator 2015? I think it's those moments where you feel really proud of yourself for something ridiculously tiny. Yeah. So there was this moment where, I, I can't believe it stuck with me for like two weeks. There's this moment where I've come off the freeway. I'm going down a little side road to join another little road that's just uh, that crosses underneath the freeway. And I just like I use the shoulder buttons on my joypad. I'm I'm waiting. I'm investing in a wheel. Don't worry. Um, You're really gonna get a wheel. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Man. But so I use the shoulder buttons to like look left and right to just check for traffic and then I ease out and like perfectly like into the road, angle the thing so nothing hits anything and just drive on my way. So that was a rare <laughs> occurrence? What usually happens? Do you knock well, eight cars into a ditch? It's just because it's actually quite difficult to gauge because this thing is really long okay. and it pivots, you know. Would you just say it's about the, the length cab. of a truck? Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, okay. Eighteen wheels. But like so obviously you have That's to over um, overdo it on the, the corners because yes. you can't just turn right. You have to go forwards a whole bunch and then turn right. Oh, so I get it, the yeah. back of the Swings truck, around, yeah. the, the, the thing that's not the cab, the Trying to reverse park well, that sounds like... Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And like, there have been other times where I've because it gives you the easy option, which is to just abandon the trailer and the other person has to sort it out. Oh, really? Themselves. That's a choice. You get less money and less like skill and stuff like that from that. Wait, wait, wait. Skill? And then, yeah. So basically, you know, is there you, a skill tree? As in, you get experience. You know, you're more experienced. Your reputation goes up because you're actually good at your job. Wait, you're a safe on. driver. Okay, but it's you're so, not getting like speeding. Fines. Yeah, it's not actually like you're not leveling up as a driver. No. It's more like the problem is if you're like. A trucker, and everyone goes, oh, yeah, yeah, Quincy, Quincy Smith. 
Every time he gets, he has to get somebody else to park it for him. <laughs> oh, I don't. Can't even yeah. park a truck. I can. I can. I can park a truck. <laughs> yeah, I know that. He doesn't even park you, his own truck. You listen to me. I'm going to park the next chair. I want to play this now. This is <laughs> I'm. Wow. I see. I don't. I, I'm much more interested in Euro because um, it's somehow the more mundane. Smaller. It's. I haven't yeah. encountered bad weather in American Truck Simulator yet. And, like, granted, I've only played, like, an hour and a half, and it's, like, California kind of area, like, Nevada-y kind of bit. But it's, like, it, it's so, like, I just, I, I've been screen grabbing. You know, I've I, been, like, having a lovely time. I, I want an Oculus Rift or a Vive or something. Yeah. So a Vive so you can walk around the cab no, in your living room. No, it's not that. Do you know what it is? It's probably because it's a thing. Oh, my God, I'd fall off my chair. Yes, anyway. Somebody did. I mean, I've come away who said this but it's like it's I think I might become, have like that's an unconscious it's like an urban that, myth now of like somebody like but. forgetting that they're an Oculus Rift and then just trying to lean on the cab window and just falling off their chair <laughs> really just spent so long in it yeah but I, it might have been Andy Kelly but I can't remember who it was the, um, the thing so that good. I was going to say was uh, it's uh, as somebody who drives and who you know in real life it's still really weird to me I think that's why I, I was really proud of that moment where I was like using the shoulder buttons properly to like look around oh you use a pad because I my instinct is to turn my head and obviously that does nothing unless you've like hooked up a bunch of sensors so don't even oh, start me oh man but it, it's that thing of all I want to do is just turn my head slightly then drive forwards you know like I just yeah. want to make sure that I'm being safe that's like a it's so it's like weirdly a digger compulsive. world in the UK right it's like a, yeah yeah it's like a theme yeah. Park that lets you like drive and fuck around with construction vehicles. Like I think it might be aimed at like younger. Yeah, I used to be obsessed with that kind of stuff. I've got a stag do coming up. Is all I'm saying. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Dick <or whatever. laughs> I mean, it, it no. is for kids. I, I think it is. I used to love people. diggers when I was a kid. I mean, you could double check. Maybe they have like a special, like after hours stag night kind of. Oh man! I used to go and look at the diggers in Landudno until there was one year where there was a scandal where uh, lots of diggers had been reported stolen. It turned out the council had buried them all. (laughs) Really? (laughs) You have to use other diggers to get the diggers out. You have to use the mega digger. The mega digger. Oh, it comes out of retirement. (laughs) Landudno, famously corrupt council. A lovely fact. And oh, so they buried them to get. And reported them stolen yep. to get in shot. Yeah, I mean the amazing thing uh, that my my dad's like parents did there. My dad knows loads of trivia about Landodno Council. Wonderful thing is all of the people who worked for the council all had like the council colour paint, which was this deep purple, which was used on all the council buildings. Oh my god! All of the houses were this purple. It's like. <laughs> You've literally stolen council paint to paint your houses. You like remind the, it's like the most obvious crime in the world. I love that. <laughs> it's incredible. Right? It's just so blatant. You've reminded me of one of the best uh, truck and digger-related stories I know. Uh, so <laughs> one of in, one I know, right? So in Dublin, um, there was a lot of traffic. This must have been like eight years ago. Um, this, I know this because I was living in Ireland at the time. Um, in Dublin, there was like a, a lot of traffic because uh, trucks come from the Dublin docks. And then drive, uh, have to go all the way through the centre of town to leave, right? That's a big problem. So you know what they did? They bought a mega digger. They bought the machines that uh, dig the trains for the Channel Tunnel. It ships over on the dock. And they're like, we're going to make a tunnel from the docks with this machine that runs all the way under Dublin so the trucks can go straight to the dock and from again and not disrupt the traffic at all. it looks like one of those like really big pointy things that spins round really fast. A it's drill. more like a drill. <laughs> yes. But like one of oh, the mighty No, it's not drills. technically a digger, yeah. I mean, like, it digs is what I'm saying. Because, mate, I went to the Tunnel Museum. 
Oh shit, I would go there. I don't think it's open anymore. Stag, 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 stag. <laughs> it's not open anymore. That makes the stag even better. Break in, break in. So they get this machine. They get the big spinny drill that yeah. digs because it's a digger. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. The jelly uh, digger. It goes all the way under town and they're there. It's like, we declare this tunnel open. And the truck drives up. And you know what? It didn't fit. Oh. <sighs> Hashtag orcs. Hashtag digger orcs. <laughs> uh, it's the Twitter to talk about if you want to talk about that particular incident on Twitter. Thanks for listening to the Daft Souls podcast. <laughs> I'm going to get American Truck Simulator and work out something awesome to do with it on Cool Ghost. I mean, like, yeah. yeah, there is something to do with it. Even it's just, but it is just like going on a long car trap, just, just being trapped in a car with somebody for hours and hours. Which is basically what Let's Play series are. Yeah. We, ha- we have not one, but two games that I'm excited about that involve uh, road trips. One of which is like sort of simmy, and you have this old battered car, and you what's it called? It was on RPS recently. Um, but you sort of you can fix oh, the engine of this RPS. car. Okay. Maybe it can be like a kind of awful version of comedians in car with coffee. Or James Corden car karaoke, which actually is really good. What's I really that? like it. Carpool karaoke with James Corden. Okay. So basically, he's done. He's gone over to America, and he does this thing as part of his late night show. I think where he just gets like a celebrity in the car with him and they're just chatting and, and driving around songs. and singing uh, some of their songs, but also just some other songs that they're just like playing on the radio and having a good time like singing along to. The Adele one's really good and she raps along to Nicki Minaj. Oh, wow. So, and she's just so lovely and he's actually like really chilled and like mellowed and is really good as well and there's a One Direction one that's really good and the latest one I think was a Chris Martin one and he's like really funny and I, I didn't know that so. is that have you guys seen the comedians in Car with Coffee with Obama no I haven't oh that's amazing yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, the best it's with you know Joe Seinfeld and Obama yeah, driving yeah. around in a car in the grounds of the White House and um, it's very funny the best bit is they when they approach the Mr. Coffee which is like a coffee making machine brand mm. in America and both of them kind of look at the other because both of them suspect the other one can't remember how to use a Mr. Coffee because <laughs> they're both such a big deal now uh, which I liked we could do something we could, we, we'll work it out yeah of course English. we could do something similar to President Obama <laughs> and Jerry Seinfeld Matt live the dream Actually, this is the thing I was wondering what I could do with it but all I could come up with was streaming it at the moment but that usually involves me forgetting and singing so Matt and my <laughs> co-worker not a good on Shut Up and Sit Down Paul Dean had an amazing Spelunky series whereby your colleague I, my, what did I say my, my, my co-worker my, oh god my, one of my best friends <laughs> we so, see him every day uh, but he had a Spelunky Let's Play series where he would pick a topic and then do the Spelunky Daily Challenge um, oh yeah. yeah, and talk about the topic for as long as it took him to do the daily challenge. Which, he's really good. Because he's really good at Spelunky, sometimes he would have to talk about, you know, his topic, which might be Freddie Mercury, for 45 minutes. Mm. But because it's Spelunky, sometimes he'd be like, today I'm going to talk about philosophy, and he'd die in 39 <laughs> seconds and be like, well, thank you for watching this I episode. Know that. That's brilliant. Yeah, he's, he he's, like he's, he's, a, he's the darkest horse well, at Spelunky. Or... Yeah, he did it for a yeah. while. It was great. I, I like the idea of that kind of let's play that's just very lonely and intimate and I think that would be perfect for a truck simulator thing so to stop yeah. it when you crash the truck what if like the readers <laughs> gave me a like a topic to research how often do you crash the truck um see I ding it rather than crash it yeah but I mean even dinging it like it ends when you ding it yeah does it I know, but I'm saying that's that would be the format of like you talk about something oh, in a truck, and, and it well, might I, be that somebody gets so uncomfortable with the conversation that they purposefully crash the truck. <laughs> I didn't realise that my truck could go fast enough to get a speeding fine. I got a speeding fine. Oh my god! And we call it car crash conversations. <laughs> oh my god, <goodness. laughs> that is um, it's pretty good. Anyway, uh, 
No, there was another thing that I was going to say, but now I can't remember, so it doesn't matter. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It was probably just about truck things. <laughs> but this, this does tie into what I was talking about with Shenmue last week, the, like, the glory of games that have deeply mundane parts. Yeah, um, but at the same time, I find that now, like when I want that kind of mundanity, um, I just don't go to games for it. What do you go to um, for uh, it? Like books... <laughs> uh, books are less mundane than no that makes it sound games, like though. there's like, no truck simulator book I just mean it's more like if I'm going to sit and play a game I kind of want to feel my mind being engaged and when I want to like I think it's more because I spend so much of my life staring at screens yeah um, that I actually if I want to just do something that's relaxed I go and look I go and cook or I go and read and like sure. I actually just want to get away from screens I'm more on that camp but the thing that I love about truck simulator Euro or American is I love driving. I really miss mm. it, and I can't do it in London at all. And so I, it really chills yeah. me out. And one of my favourite things to do when I lived back home or when I had my own car when I was at uni was to just, like, maybe offer someone a lift, but then it was the drive back on my own, in the dark, with the radio oh, on. I've stuff. heard that from a lot of people. Yeah, yeah I, I did absolutely that. love it. Driving I'll sometimes back do from... loops, or, like, I'll go through the forest bit rather than the quickest way Yeah, home, I have or... such happy memories of driving to, again, Paul's house to play Dungeons and & Dragons, mm. and they would meet up at, like, 10, and then I would end up driving home at, like, 4 in the morning with the motorways between his yeah. suburb in London are just empty. You wanted to land at four in the morning with like music you like. You're falling asleep. It's really dangerous. <laughs> Happy days. <laughs> no, I've heard from loads of people that I don't drive, so uh, you it's know. the only. It's like what I imagine going for a hike in the wilderness and then uh, you know being alone on on the mm. mountaintop is like. It's you are so alone. Yeah, You're yeah. So so alone. You're more oh, no, alone. I'm so alone most of the time. It's fine. You don't need to explain. <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I, I do get that. And but that's in the way where I tried to play Elite and I found it was too many buttons, too many things, too much like mm. fiddle, too much of it. The game turning around to me and going, hey, fuck you, buddy, you don't know what you're doing. Mm. Uh, and I'm like, I get enough of that in the world. So I, I thought, I, I still need to go back. I thought, I'm going to play Euro Truck Simulator. I don't know if I drive properly. I should be like, I don't need to be fantasizing about driving a spaceship. I can drive a fucking truck. And I, that's more than I, I'm still bright enough, more like a fucking chew. I think my dream game would have to, and this changes every month, but would have to be something like if you have a, like a sort of fighter, sim, like a spacecraft fighter simulator, like X-Wing versus TIE fighter, so, you know, uh, freelancer, right? Um, that kind of thing. But one that the developers have really focused on making your vehicle feel like yours like in that Euro Truck mm. Simulator way you know like how it Steel Battalion really makes you flip all the buttons yeah like the, the feels heavy that if you heavy. if you ding it you're like oh no you know that sense of fostering an attachment between you and a vehicle because we can do it with characters now you know game designers the world over are extremely good at fostering relationships between characters let me have that kind of relationship with an inanimate vehicle and then my cold heart will be appeased I can... <laughs> I kind of think it's even though it seems like really bad game design imagine a game in which like you set your ship on autopilot to go somewhere far away and then you just stand up walk away from the computer and then your phone mm. after like 10 minutes will go beep 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 this is like that's your like your ship needs to tell you something. You need to go and sit back at your computer and find well, out what's going on. Wasn't there a Kickstarter for a Oculus Rift game or a Vive game, uh, which where the setup is um, you are on the bridge of a ship and the, it's a virtual reality game where you control, you know, like a fleet or your giant mm. battleship or whatever, but it's all controlled from you standing within the captain's cabin. So all your crew are around you and you're standing in front of that big Battlestar Galactica-like table where you can move things around. So your entire means of interacting with the ship is like hard points and telling people what to do as opposed to giving you direct control. Mm. And that excites me. Just like FTL Live, really. Very right? much. Yeah, sure, mm. FTL Live. Do you guys remember the uh, Star Trek game, which was that? 
remember I'm sinking now. And it's FTL Live. You've been eaten by a praying mantis. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, no, it was a Star Trek game where you ended up hanging out with deeply wooden crew members and rather than controlling the Enterprise, you clicked on people and then clicked on the button that said make it so and your guy would say make it so and then the guy made it so and it was bizarre, but I loved those experiments. I think that's the sort of thing that I think would work well, certainly in the first iteration of VR simply because of that whole not needing to move around or not needing to be in lots of different environments thing. Like there's a reason for you to sort of be still in a cockpit you know yeah absolutely so, yeah that's a great yeah lock me in a cockpit but make the yeah. cockpit you know come to life which I guess is what Elite is I tell you something like if I'm still playing it when Christmas rolls around I can just foresee myself being so spectacularly happy going on some really long truck drive with like wintry kind of weather and like Christmas radio on like oh, that man. is some of my happiest like times in real life like one of my happiest memories of recent years was picking up my sister from something like really late at night, driving home with her. We had like Christmas songs on the radio and we got home and they still hadn't played Wham's last Christmas. We both really wanted to hear it. So we actually sat in the car waiting for it to come on just with the radio. Her husband eventually came out and was just like, why are you still in the car? What are you doing? And we're like, we're waiting for last Christmas, obviously. And he's like, we've got Spotify in the house. You have it on at least two CDs. What is going on? And we're like, we're waiting for last same. Christmas <laughs> on the radio in the car. We will be in soon. God bless cars <laughs> and the magic. The weird, horrible, lonely magic. It's one of the many forms of magic I've missed out on in my life, but it's fine. Aww. You've got to choose your own. It's fine, it's fine. You make your choices. You've got to you choose your magic. <laughs> like everyone else went and travelled the world. I just tried to get a career. It's all right. It's fine. You How'd that work out for you? Uh, it's awful. <laughs> it's really awful. bad. <laughs> no, I'm having a fantastic time. Thanks for listening. Uh, let's do some questions. Ooh. So uh, Yogi B says five to ten years ago. But Matt, wait, where are you pulling these questions from? Oh God, Quins, you're so right. It's wrong. No, 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 <laughs> but no it's still right. No, I think it's, it's, it's still okay. It's yeah. still absolutely okay. What you want to do is you want to go to CoolGhost.net, the website which hosts Dark Souls. It's a great website. I'd say that I'm biased. It's, it's literally our website. <laughs> Um, and then at the top of the website there's a button that says Darth Souls you click on that and then afterwards it'll say click here for questions or something like that I can't remember and anyway it's a big button it's a big button if you miss it then like you know what like I don't want to hear your question uh, it's it's that big it's like that big if you can't see a button that big then the question is not going to be anyway, you click on that and then it goes to the questions thread and it says ask questions here and then but Matt there are 104 questions I know, here I know how does that work I, oh, right, you're actually th- throwing over to me. Okay, so what's happening there is uh, it's just a discuss thread, so you can upvote the questions you want to see responded. You can secretly downvote rubbish questions. Yeah, yeah. You can ask your own question and see how well it does, like releasing a fish into a giant pond. Absolutely, see if it dies or not. Let's find out. It might get big, it might eat the other questions, or it might die. Who are the That's biggest life. question fish? The biggest or... question fish this week uh, we've got is Yogi B. says, five to ten years ago, turn-based games seemed like they are on the verge of death. Now they're huge. And it's real-time strategy that looks sickly. Why? Uh, what genres do you think are going to fall out of favour or have a resurgence next? He said favour. I think the key word here, instead of favour, which explains the answer to his question, is fashion. Mm. I think turn-based is getting more fashionable because uh, game developers are ageing. Uh, and I, it's, it, I'm not actually being silly. It's very similar to how... Um, uh, previously we when we were kids like in the sort of 90s and early noughties games were about sort of love interests and saving the princess and the amount of love interests that have become daughter figures in games yeah. is is a, a serious thing that that demonstrates the fact that game designers are aging there are a lot more family stories there's a lot more uh, child related stories and I think turn related 
turn-based related stuff might be to do with that. We're aging, our synapses aren't firing, the human body starts slowing down at age 22. And just get... That's wrong, isn't it? What's the... When do well, we sports start, stars retire? Like, your, your hearing starts going age 10. Jeez. FYI. <laughs> but, the, but East... Like, uh, so shout at kids as loudly yeah. you can well, while depends. they're still young. Like, esports stars... T- like, there tends to be this idea of, like, hey, you know, you peak, you you then start, like, your uh, response time starts degrading and then, you know, you retire and you become an analyst or whatever what else. But, like, there's maybe? a few people who are sort of arguing for, like, your game knowledge shifting and it being less about, like, the positions that require those Twitch reflexes and more about having a really good overview of the game and a really sort of solid understanding of think, past um, patches and metas yeah. and things like that, as which is of, interesting. As a sort of uh, expert in this sort of arena with eSports stuff. <gasps> no, I think you are. I mean, you, you play yourself <laughs> down, but you, you know considerably more I than mean, I mean, she do. does get paid to be an expert on eSports. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you literally that. are. Um, <laughs> um, do you think we might end up seeing something akin to, like, heavyweight systems instead of it being, like, how much you weigh, being, like, kind of age groups? Oh man, eighty-year-old StarCraft players. <laughs> just I'm thinking even more like you know thirty to forty. There's like people like us, like we're like, in the bin. Well, not people like, <laughs> I see people like us. I think maybe like we're not even all that age. But you know that that's what I mean. Like you know where it is kind of. I think different that, could tiers. Be, that could be interesting. I hadn't actually thought about that before. Um, I, it seems quite ruthless to just destroy a huge amount of the population because we're not quite fast enough. But I mean, well, boxing heavyweights. Are, it, it, that would be the. It's not the equivalent of boxing heavyweights. Pip, back me no, up. it's not the equivalent. <laughs> it wouldn't it be the equivalent no. of like fat footballers. Yeah. Why, like, why haven't we got that boxer? Or even just <laughs> retired that. footballers. It's that because it, it's following the same trajectory, really, Chancy isn't matches. it? Like you, you basically retire. You go on to do um, coaching. You go on to do analysis. You go on to do commentating. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, sometimes you do do those all star things or the charity things or the you know like. Crisp commercials. Um, <laughs> you know, you could probably advertise mice until the day you die if you're one of the really famous guys. Yeah. Um, but I I'm think... tired enough that I thought you meant the animal. <laughs> I'm wondering what happens when, in like maybe a few generations' time, there are just so many retired esports yeah. professionals because it burns through them so quickly. Wow. That's why I wonder if it's like you have like, I mean, this is the sort of thing that seems crazy now, but what if in a few years' time we have like actually the ability to like determine sign up speed in people and like actually then put people into different like uh like I was gonna what, say like t- the crazy twitch freaks and then like yeah, the slow like, pokes yeah yeah literally like i mean i'm thinking now i, I said i was gonna say different tiers but then i'm like oh my god this is already oh man i saw seriously a, dangerous territory i saw a talk by um a guy whose job it was to essentially uh balance real life cars so the equivalent mm. of balancing guns in an fps or something but real life cars right they all have to be fair and so they have engine limiters on them and stuff and he just described the amount of cheating that goes on uh, like whereby race car teams will make their car appear worse than it is so the designers go your car's bullshit here you can have a wider uh, amount of air that goes into the engine mm. um, so I feel like if sign up speed tests were a thing you would just have people mm. pretending to be slow and then going up to the, the weird old slow people and then just eating them Bunchkins, not much. I, think I can't Smurfs. see. I can't see the system changing too much from where it is now. We are talking bollocks, and I apologize. Well, no, it's fine. Um, but the one thing that I was going to say in response to the question was, I get so many emails about the latest esport or the latest MOBA or the latest this sure. and that and the other, and so that's a thing that is obviously very much in fashion at the moment, as well as um, character shooters. 
you know, like Overwatch and yeah. Paladins and all of that kind of stuff. So I'm thinking that those are a current wave that will then, you know, maybe it'll be that just some of these games will gravitate towards the like the slowpokes a bit more. People like me, and or people with just different priorities or different interests in a game, like yeah. you know. The things that appeal to them. See, the thing is, people are much more interested in categorizing people in terms of exactly how smart and quick they are. Because I'm <laughs> that's at- definitely worked out well in human history. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's just a cool <laughs> thing you should try to do. Anyway, um, yeah, awful. I'm an awful person. I'm going to throw two final pennies into the well before you bring up the next question. Look at what the kids are playing. You know, those are the genres that are going to become increasingly popular. Look at yeah. the, the massive open world sort of like sort of Terraria and Daisy. But and- I find it interesting how we like almost like nostalgia rewrites history uh, with with a different coloured pen each time of being like the fact that now like you would think that now we're due a resurgence of lots of 3D adventure puzzly things but what we're getting is like ukulele being kickstarted and that appears to be about it like the kind of resurgence of Super Mario 64 Mario like Banjo-Kazooie like appears to have not really been a thing outside of maybe one game and mm. it's like they were well loved by my age group but maybe not enough to bring it back who knows mm. who knows I don't know is the answer. Really. I'm, I think I'm kind of hoping that the nostalgia, kind of the really strong nostalgia kick that is fueling Kickstarter a lot as well, I, I'm hoping that that dies off a bit. I would just, love it's, that. It's too much. I'm so... It's like, it just, <laughs> no, give more oxygen to new ideas. Come yeah. on. Absolutely. Um, a very important question. Do you think you made that account just to ask this question? I'm going to check full profile. Let's see what he's done. Has he Ooh. done anything else? Matthew Lee's on the case. Uh, my uh, internet's not working, he, so she, we're not going to find out. Oh, Matthew Lee's the worst detective. <laughs> Sorry, my broadband's on the blink these days. Find out on episode two whether Matt can be bothered to... Uh, chances are, no. <laughs> A touch of meh. <laughs> uh, I can't have been the first person to ask this. Uh, they ask, but who is the coolest ghost in video games? God, that's a good question. It is. That was mm-hmm. worth making a discuss account for. A brief, let's try Probably. not to fill the podcast with dead air as we all fall silent. It's tough, think about. I read it a minute ago and I was thinking, it's tough. Fatal Frame has some ghosts, but they're pretty, like, average. I tend to be afraid of ghosts in, in games and therefore don't play the ones that have them in unless it's, you know, Super Mario style. I mean, style I like the spooky ghost from Undertale, but he's not really cool. He's like, kind of is, but he doesn't know it. Man, as if, we, if we are to hypothesise that a ghost's coolness is based on how scary they are able to be, I would hypothesise that. I suppose so. But also, like, the, the funny thing about, you know, to, to repeat this, but the funny thing about Cool Ghosts was we specifically chose the name Cool Ghosts because it made us laugh and then made as many efforts as we could to ensure that the actual ghosts pictured alongside the logo did not look cool. I don't understand. And we threw away lots of cool-looking ghosts because we wanted them to look a I bit th- weird. I thought they looked really cool. They do, but they don't. They, 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 oh, God, Quinns. <laughs> uh, so right, I have to so explain this every Pip week. save us. This is a question that I've had with my partner. Uh, He is so into Pokemon, or used to be, and so therefore has a lot of like remnant knowledge from that period of his life. And I was asking about ghost-type Pokemon. Yes. And what are they the ghosts of? Oh, man. Like... Are they are the dead Pokemon that were yeah. these species and then there are now ghost ones? Or Gengar like, is probably the, the coolest ghost, I think. No, He's pretty cool. I would... The ghost from PT. Although I want to focus on... That's my real answer. But I think, Pip, you are... <laughs> I would assume that it's kind of like a translation thing. I don't think they're really ghosts of dead things, right? Okay. I think the ghost type is like a sort of spectral, uh, incorporeal Nah, man, animal. they're dead. They're dead. 
Well, anyway, whatever. So, Ghost of PT, best ghost, because from a technical and spooky perspective, I think the ghost from PT. Also, But that's spooky not cool, though, because I can't actually go to that side of the menu on my PS4 because I'm too scared of, of the it. PT one. And you can't I delete can't PT because PT. you can no longer yeah. download it. Yeah. So, I just I just avoid going too far to the right on my PS4 menu. Just can't I'm do not it. playing that. I'm not But what that. could be cooler than <laughs> someone you can't hang out with because you just can't deal with it, right? That's cool. That's, that's not cool. No. Yeah. Are you saying that like some like murderer is cool because like I, I'm not hanging out with no murderer. Well, murderer Smith saying murderers are cool. Let's hey, just put it out there. What I'm, I'm saying is murderers don't give a fuck, and that's it's pretty cool. So in a way, murderers are cool. Uh, <laughs> cool ghosts support us, murder. <laughs> uh, we don't know. We don't. That's bad. Um. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> No. Should we move on? Palmer 27. <laughs> We're going to move on. That's a complicated question. But um, yeah. if, if people would like to ask that again in like 6-12 months, maybe we'll uh, have sort of, we'll do a better job. Um, I, sh- I just remembered actually, I should say, over the weekend, um, I finished XCOM 2. Great game. Anyway. Wow. Uh, no, no, all I'd say is it's great, right? But the one thing I do know about is it is... the embargo lifted? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. It's out this evening. It's out now. It's out so tomorrow people night. have played it over the weekend. Oh, it's out this it's evening. It's literally out this evening, this evening, like, as we record recording. this. Like, not on so the... Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good, but it does that same thing. And I don't know how you get around with it. It does that same thing of, of XCOM, of having that kind of like, you want a knife edge for a long time. And then like, am I on the edge? And then getting to a point where you're like, you've geared up enough. You've got a cool team. You've got cool gear and you can just Didn't you say you reloaded a save every single time anyone died yeah yeah but lots of people will play it like that that's not unnormal like that's like not the way I usually play the game but that is the way that lots of people oh, will sure. play oh sure but I mean it's. I think it's fair to say that a problem with the XCOM structure is that you cannot support a game that has both Iron Man and people who reload every time anything goes wrong you no can't. of course you can't of course you can't but it, it, it does still have that same thing of like it's almost a bit of a shame because it's like for a point towards the end like the magic kind of fades away when you realise actually now you can probably take as long as you want like in a way you know bummer but so what it, are you saying people should go straight into Iron Man no not at all not at all um, I think it's just more that like um, when you get to the point where you start to get a feel that like you're running out of tech to research like kind of after the third grade of weapons or whatever, and it starts to give you the sense with the flavor text that like this is like the most. It even has people saying this is the most advanced thing that we've ever seen. Like and you're like yeah, that's when you should start really starting to gravitate towards the end because it's not. It still ended at a point. It wasn't like a cakewalk, and the last mission was fun, and it has an Easter egg at the end of it that had me like rolling around, being like, oh, you bastards, you clever, wonderful bastards. So it's it's worth sticking with. Um, and it's still an amazing game. Though. It's still an amazing game. I have a question. What's a cakewalk? Cakewalk, I think... Is there it, literally a walk that involves cake? I assume it's just the like, idea of walking through cake. I mean, how difficult, how dangerous or difficult can that be? Pip, yeah. can you Google etymology like, cakewalk? Yeah, is yeah. It, is this a thing? All right. No, I just want to know. Uh, Palmer 27 might have to wait till next week. Yeah, I think that's a, it's a big question for a big time. Um, I didn't read it. What was it about? It was about uh, games that would run on, on, uh, on, on very simple computers. Oh, Pip, read this out. So, the cakewalk or cakewalk, by the way, the difference was a hyphen, um, was a dance developed from the prize oh walks God. held in the late 19th century, generally at get-togethers on slave plantations in the southern United oh, States. Oh, no! What? Alternative names for the original form of the dance were chalk line walk and the walk-around. 
at the conclusion so, of a performance yeah. of the original form of this, the dance. This page is huge. Yeah, yeah. An enormous cake was awarded to the winning couple. Whoa! Okay. Thereafter performed in minstrel shows. That is a phrase that has more of a problematic background than I would have thought. <laughs> yeah. But really interesting. I yeah. didn't realise like why it was... I wonder why it's supposed to be like an easy thing, I guess. I guess because you just dance and then you might win a big cake. In actual reality, the cakewalk is not just a racist dance, it's also a carnival game, which you win a prize by walking around in a circle. That makes a lot more sense. And also it's where the phrase, take the cake, or piece of cake, comes from. Ah, cake. Let's go and eat some cake. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Uh, you can go to coolghost.net where we have loads of the podcasts. And you can listen to all of them. You can subscribe on iTunes. And ask questions now, apparently, yeah, it turns you out. We've told you how to do that. It's, yeah. a, it's actually a system that does work, despite mm. detractors. Pip, um, how would I find more Pip on the internet? Oh, uh, you could probably go to my Twitter. That's easiest. It's at Philippa War, which is, hang on, P-H-I-L-I-P-P-A-W-A-R-R. I have never <laughs> seen someone focus so hard. Two P's, one L. That's the important thing to remember. Nice. Um, yeah, you should definitely check out Pip stuff. She's amazing. And uh, yeah, that's about it, really. Yeah, head to coolghosts.net. You can see my cool video on Disguy that I published this week. Yeah. The maddest game I've written about this. Yeah. It's a crazy game. I really want to go and play it again, even though my heart and soul know better. I was to recording go back to footage from it and got addicted again just from it's, going back and recording footage. It's, <laughs> it's crack, um, but it's good. It's good. Anyway, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Hot beans. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.